It's a joy for me to be with you this morning. It, it's been a while since I've been with you, and uh, I, I have to take a moment and thank you for all the support that you provide for the children at your children's home. Week in and week out, you're giving through cooperative program, the special offering today, the fall food roundup, all of those ways that you bless our children. So for the, from the kids today, I want to say thank you so much for your support of our children. This is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Hope it's been a good morning already. How many of you have already gotten your Father's Day gift? How many? A few of you? The, the fathers, the Father's Day gifts. Okay. I read about a dad the other day that uh, woke up on Father's Day to the aroma of his favorite coffee, the smell of freshly cooked bacon. He heard the giggling of his children. He knew it was going to be a great Father's Day. The kids came in and his wife came in and, and they had breakfast in bed and he hugged the kids and the kids had made a card for him. And so, you know, had the drawings on the front of it and, and, you know, they made it for him. He opened the card and this is how the card read. Dear Dad, you are the best dad in the world. No other dad is as great as you are. You are the perfect dad. Because you are so wonderful and because we love you so much, we got you a puppy for Father's Day. <laughs> He's in the garage. You're going to love him. Signed, The Children You Love, P.S., Mom Said It Was Okay. <laughs> well, Dad, I don't know what you got for Father's Day, but I, even if it was a puppy, I know you're, you're going to enjoy it. Today we're going to look at a passage of Scripture in Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter, verses 18 through 21, and we're going to talk about what it means to be a godly dad and how important that is. And so I want you to turn with me there to Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter, we're going to begin reading with verse 18, and uh, if you're not a dad here this morning, don't, don't check out on me. Uh, this is for all of us today. We all need to, to hear this word. But this is what the Bible says. This is God's word, Deuteronomy eleven, eighteen. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the way, when you lie down, and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates, so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land that the Lord swore to give your forefathers, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. Join me in prayer. Let's ask God to speak to our hearts this morning about godly dads. Father, we are so grateful that you brought us here to this place this morning. Your blessings have already made us rich. Thank you for the fellowship. And Lord, we know that you inhabit the praises of your people. Lord, for the next few moments, though, would you speak to our hearts, each of us this morning, about living godly Christian lives. I thank you for all the dads who are here this morning. Thank you for the way they have blessed us. But Lord, call us today to a, a new walk, a closer walk with you, a, a closer walk with our families as godly men. And help us, Lord, to show the world what it means to have Jesus as Savior and Jesus as Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. A few years ago, a researcher named David Bowl started looking at American values and how they related to the church. And he, he came up with some interesting conclusions, and I want to share those with you as we start today. 
Six characteristics of America's new value system. Listen and see if any of these ring true to you. The first one is this. Personal happiness is the main goal in life. It is all about me. Second one. Marriage between a man and a woman for life is an outdated concept. Bowles says this is a new American value. Number three, traditional gender roles are obsolete and antiquated. Number four, absolute truth and morality do not exist. Look at the next one. All authority must be questioned. That includes the church and the Bible and anything religious in the world. And finally, I think the most interesting for us is this, that it seems to be in our culture today that at least many have this value. Christianity must be relegated just inside the church. It cannot be in the public forum. This is what Bowles says is a new disturbing American value, and the title of his article is this, Christianity is hanging on by a thread. Now let me tell you why I shared that with you. It is because it shows us how important godly dads are in the family today. Maybe today even more than in the past. And what I'd like to do is look at two characteristics that we find in this this passage. Two characteristics of a godly dad. And then we're going to look at the incredible results that come, men, if you and I are Christians and live godly lives before our children. So let's, let's take a look. The first one is found in verses 18 and 20. Take a look at that again. I love the first word in there. Fix these words in your mind and heart. In other words, let this soak into you all the teachings of the Bible, the teachings of God's Word. And it shows us this, that godly dads are men who know God and show their families that they know God. Being a godly Christian dad, it it all begins with your relationship with God. I I know that you know this, and most everything I'm going to share with you this morning, you know I'm just reminding you of things that you already know. But it's true, you and I will never be able to take our families and our children any further with God than we're going with God. Isn't that true? And to be a godly dad that you need to be, you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You'd expect a preacher to say that, wouldn't you? But it's true. Dad, you will never be the dad that your wife and your children need you to be without that close walk with God. And I don't know, maybe this morning you've never done that. You've never made that decision to where it's not all about you, but you lay down all of your dignity and your pride and you look God in the face and you say, God, I know I can't live this life the way I need to. And you accept Christ as your Savior. Give Him your life. And it will make a tremendous difference in the lives of your children. But the second thing that these two verses say, look at verse 20 if you would, is that not only do we need to know God, but we need to show our family that we know God. I know the language is a little unfamiliar to us. Look at it if you will. But this is what Jewish men did in the Old Testament times to remind themselves of the call that God had on their lives to be godly men. They had these little boxes. I know this is odd, but this is the way it was. They would tie little boxes to their heads. They would tie them to their their arms. And inside those little boxes, there were scripture verses from Exodus and scripture verses from Deuteronomy. It reminded the men of their responsibility to be the spiritual leader in their homes. Now, the connection for us is real simple. We need to live our lives, men, in the ways that we 
this is hard, okay, that we look like Jesus. It got real quiet, didn't it? There's this incredible song that's, that's performed by Phillips, Craig, and Dean. Have you ever heard of that group? The title of the song is, I Want to Be Just Like You. It's the words of a dad speaking about his son and really talking with God. Listen to these words. He climbs in my lap for a good night hug. He calls me dad and I call him bub. With his faded old pillow and a bear named Pooh, he snuggles up close and says, Dad, I want to be like you. I tuck him in bed and kiss him goodnight, tripping over the toys as I turn out the light, and I whisper a prayer that someday he'll see he's got a father in God. He sees Jesus in me. Lord, I want to be just like you because he wants to be just like me. Isn't that powerful? You, you know, dads, one of the ways that you can show that example is to be in church with your kids every Sunday. That is so important to them. A study was conducted of families where there was a mother and a father in the home. And these are the results. If mom is the only one who goes to church on a regular basis, when the children grow up, only 30% of them will attend church regularly. But if dad and mom both go to church, 80% of those children will be regular church attenders when they become adults. Dad, you are so important to the spiritual development of your children. Every study cond ever conducted shows this, that children, when they have a father in the home, get their first visions or glimpses or perceptions of God from their father. Dad, just ask you this morning, do you really have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know God? More importantly, are you showing that in your family with your wife and your children? Your children need to see and know that they have a godly Christian father. Well, there's a second characteristic here in this passage, and it's found in verse 19. Look at it with me for just a moment. Verse 19. Verse 19, we read, teach them to your children. Teach what? All the godly precepts that have been written in his book. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home. There's number one. When you walk along the road, there's number two. When you lie down, there's number three. And when you get up. I, I don't know about you, but that sounds as if that takes a lot of time. You have to make an investment of time in your children's lives. The second characteristic of a godly dad is this. A godly dad teaches his children about the things of God. And it takes time. Uh, I, I read this, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago. There was a study conducted about dads and how much time they actually spend communicating with their children. Okay? This is not just being in the same place with them. This is actually listening to them or talking to them. They asked the dads about how many minutes a day or how long a day do you spend communicating with your children. And the dads' answers were between 15 and 20 minutes. They said, well, I, I, I spend about 15 to 20 minutes a day face-to-face -face talking, communicating with my children. Well, the next step was to monitor the dads, and so they put these recording devices on them, let them go through their day, and then, you know, discovered how much time they spend with the kids, what they were doing with their children. Incredibly, 
the dads, even knowing that they were part of this study, spent less than five minutes a day face-to-face communicating with their children. Less than five minutes a day. I don't know about you, but I I don't think we can raise our children to be godly Christians and to grow up five minutes a day. And that's what this verse is talking about. It's saying we've got to invest some time in them. And I know, men, it's hard. You work hard all day long. You're up there at work and you you come home and you're tired and you're just ready to eat and have some downtime. But God's called us to do this. And I'll tell you what, we make that investment, we're going to see the rewards. Let's, let's look at this, this verse just a little bit. Let me make a few suggestions to you. The, the verse says, when you sit at home. Now, just think of the time that you have with your kids at home, either on the weekends or, or every afternoon when you, in evening when you come home. Think about how, in, how you can communicate with your children godly values. Maybe it's in the television programs that you watch. Or sometimes if something does come on television, even though you're monitoring it, Something comes on television that's not a Christian value. Talk with your children about that. Take that moment in talking with them and helping them begin to get a Christian worldview. Because remember the study? One of the goals is to get Christian out of public life. Remember that? Where are they going to hear it if they don't hear it from us? Look at the second thing the verse says. As you walk along the road. Now, let's, let's substitute that, I don't know, with maybe driving in the car. Would that be, that be helpful? I don't know that we all walk along the road much anymore. But when you're in the car, turn that Christian radio station on. Or if something comes across the radio, again, that's questionable, talk with your kids about that. Tell them the difference between that and Christian values. Even wherever you are on vacation, whatever you're doing, when you're on the road... Vacation, go to church wherever you are. Find a place to worship. But that's the investment that you're making in your children's lives. Look at the third thing it says, when you lie down. If your children are small, read a Bible story to them before you go to bed. That's one of the, one of the most vivid memories I have in my, in my life is my family reading Bible stories before we would go to bed. When they're a little bit older, I don't know, maybe give them an encouraging verse before they go to bed. Pray with them before they go to bed. Some of this sounds foreign to us, doesn't it? But it's what we need to be doing. Make that investment in our children's lives. Look at the next thing he says. Do it when you get up in the morning. Uh, I remember when, when Matt was small, we had this little thing on our breakfast table. We'd pull out a memory verse. Give them an encouraging word before they go to school. Pray with them before they go to school. These are all very small things, but they can all add up into helping your child know about God. Think of all of these things that you... One of the saddest verses in the Bible. There arose a generation who knew not God. Isn't that sad? whole generation who knew not God. Do you know how that happened? It's because the generation before them didn't tell them about God. You and I are called by the Word of God, called by our role as parents to be the spiritual formation guides and leaders for our children so important you know one of the that's one of the saddest verses one of the most encouraging verses in the bible is found in proverbs you know it don't you proverbs 22 6 train up a child in the ways he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it isn't that a promise from god isn't that powerful that's the that's what can happen when you and i men 
know God, show that we know God, and we teach our children. It's kind of like that, that thing we used to have at school. Remember show and tell? Remember that? You've got to show them, and we've got to tell them. And let's look at what happens when we do. Look at verse 21. Now, it's, the, it's a little interesting the way God puts it here. Teach your children when you're lying down, standing up at your house, on the way, on the road. Live your life before God, before them, so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land that the Lord swore to give your forefathers, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. That's incredible. That is an incredible promise. If you will live this godly life in teaching your children, you'll live a long life. And let me tell you what else I think it means. You will live an incredibly rich life in your family. These are things that just make sense. If you're living a godly Christian life before your, your children, men, and in your relationship with your wife, you're not going to have as many problems. You're going to have more harmony in your home. Don't you think that's true? When you are, you're living this life together with God and asking His help for you as a godly dad and God's blessing your family, that's what's going to happen. Just, just think of something else. When you, as a man today, what does it mean to be a man today? There are a lot of definitions of that. You see this in commercials. You see this in all types of, of lifestyles that people have. You've got to be a man today. I want to teach my, kids, my boys how to be a man what does that mean? Well, I can tell you the best man you could ever be is to be a godly man, a Christian man, a loving man to your children. And what, what that will do is it will give other men an example to follow you. you. You being a godly Christian father could have an impact on other men who've not made that decision. You could help save marriages with the example that you have before the men that, that are watching you in your life. You have people where you work, men, who are watching you. You have people where you play or wherever you go. There are people in your family that need to have that, men in, the, in your family that need to have that godly Christian example. That's what could happen. You could have this incredible influence on other men. But let me tell you the most important thing that could happen, the best result of all, is that you... Because you made a commitment to this, you will have a heritage of faith for generations to come. That's what it's talking about, the generations to come. You know, in the New Testament, it, it, it was said, I, I remembered the faith of your grandparents. I remembered the faith of your parents. And now the faith that is in you, that is the result of men living godly Christian lives. You'll have a heritage of faith. Chances are your children will come to know God and have a vital relationship with Jesus Christ. Chances are, if you live long in these days that he's talking about, perhaps you'll have grandchildren. We were looking through some photos the other night, Tanya and I were, and, and it was it's just so precious to me in my life because God gave me the privilege of baptizing my grandchildren. You may be able to sit in the pew one day because you were that godly example. You invested that time in their lives. And you may be sitting in that pew one day and see your grandchildren follow the Lord. How powerful, how powerful that is. 
much less then later to spend eternity with those in our family. I heard about a young man one day who was, who was asked by a gentleman, he said, are you a Christian? And he said, yes, sir, I am a Christian. He said, well, are, are your parents Christian? Yes, sir, my, my parents are Christian. And he said, why do you think that is? And, and the young man gave this incredible answer. <laughs> he said, I guess it just runs in the family. Isn't that powerful? You, you know how we use that phrase sometimes, don't we? Sometimes it's not all positive. Well, I guess it just runs in the family. But, oh, I guess it just runs in the family. We're Christian. You know, I'm not a Christian here today because my mother and dad were Christian. But, boy, I guess it's true, and it doesn't run in the family. That heritage, isn't that powerful? Men, men, let me ask you about that this morning. Your legacy. What is your legacy going to be? How are you going to be remembered I, I, I hate to remind you on Father's Day, but one day we're, we're not going to be here. We're going to be gone. And we will all leave a legacy or a heritage with our families and our friends. What, what is your heritage going to be? How are you going to be remembered? How are you going to be remembered by your children? Oh, I think they'll remember some good times that you had. Maybe out on the lake or all those vacations you took or, or the hunting you took or the, the days that you spent out on the golf course or the, those band concerts or trips, whatever you guys do for fun. They will never forget those times with you, those times when you were laughing, you were at the pool or wherever you were, those good times that they had. They will never forget. That's a part of your legacy. But above all else, will they remember that you were a godly dad. Oh, goodness. What do you need to do today to make certain, sure, that your children will remember you as a godly dad? It's very simple. You come and you give your life to Jesus Christ. It would be the most incredible Father's Day. They would never forget the day you came and gave your life to Jesus. Or maybe it's time you got off the sidelines with this thing and you got in the game and you started coming to church and you recommit your life as a Christian and your kids start seeing that in your life, the way you walk and the way you talk. Maybe you need to come and join this church this morning and plant your life here. Whatever it is, do whatever you need to do this morning to be remembered as a godly Christian we're going to give you a moment to pray about that and offer a, a time of commitment for you to come and say, I'm going to be that kind of dad for my kids. Let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you for your word. It is, it is your living word. It speaks to our hearts. I thank you, Father, that it's spoken to my heart. Help me, God, to be more of a Christian, godly dad. But, Lord... We give you the next few moments and, and ask you to continue to speak to our hearts. Call us to commitments, Father, that, that you know are going to change our families, our marriages, relationships we have with our kids. And God, commitments that will change the lives of people around us because they'll see Jesus in us. 
Lord, use this time to call us. Help us, Lord, even to take that first step and to move, knowing that you will bless us. We give our lives to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Just stand with me for a moment.